What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA Show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all in one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com backslash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com backslash RG. This episode is brought to you by Sonic. Fuel up for game day and any day, really, at Sonic for a limited time. You can get the new $1.99 Sonic Crispy Tender Wraps. And trust me, you don't want to miss out. A crispy chicken tender and bold flavors like hickory barbecue and cheesy Baja. Crisp lettuce and melty cheese that make the perfect bite. So go get yourself some TLC, some tender love and chicken. And buy a $1.99 Sonic Crispy Chicken Tender Wrap today. Tax not included. Limited time only at participated Sonic drive-ins. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of Weekends. I'm your host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambray, and I'm joined finally, man. It took a while to wrangle this guy. Sorry. We've been trying to do this. You had to push on your end. We did have to push on my end the first time, and then we've been trying to work it in, of course, but we finally did it of Comptown fame and the Adam Friedland show, of course, my man, Adam Friedland, welcome to the show, my brother. Thank you so much, dude. I'm a huge fan. I'm like, Same. really, I'm so excited. Listen, man, I, I got introduced to your work by Chris Ryan, my, my brother here at The Ringer. That's insane that the boys over there like it. But all that matters is if William likes it. <laughs> we, need to, we need to get him on board. Everybody's favorite podcaster, Bill Simmons. Yeah, we will. I have. I can't say that I've gotten to talk to him about I your work Boston yet, Bill, on the show immediately. But I would be surprised if he wasn't familiar with what you do. Bill is that tapped in with this kind of stuff. So super happy to have you on the show. Obviously, a fan of your great work in comedy, but you are a mega huge NBA fan, and we happen to talk about the NBA on this show. And so, yeah, you're a Los Angeles native now living in New York. Yeah. I was born in LA. Lakers fan. Talk to us about that. Yeah. I was born in LA and I grew up in Vegas. Vegas wow. is actually Lakers. Lakers. Of course. I also, I also used to go to UNLV games. I remember I saw wow. Sean Marion. Wow. When I was a kid. I saw wow. him. I saw his really gorgeous form in, in <laughs> real life, but yeah, no, the, so Vegas was kind of a basketball city because of Tark and the Rebels and that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I grew up a Lakers fan. And then I, you know, like they used to do, they used to have summer league 
games in Vegas. Still do. I remember. I also, yeah, I went to the, I went to the USA basketball, their last match before. I think it was the redeem team. Was this 08? No, I think. Yes, was it, it was 2012. 08. Yes, it was the okay. redeem team. Yeah. And like basically everyone, like every time Kobe touched the ball, it was just like MVP, MVP, you know? Of just, course. Everyone was just rooting for, for Kobe. And then, you know, today is obviously the third year anniversary. Is that right? Is that true? Is that a fact? It's, it's the third year anniversary of Kobe's passing? And can you check? It is. It is. Producer Ben in the said chat. it Just is. Just an ominous it is. it is popping up in the chat. Wow. Rest in peace to Kobe. I did not even realize today was that day. Today today is the third year. I mean, we, we all think about him every day. Of course. Of course. You can't be an NBA fan and not. I was in Tokyo and with my friends on a trip and my my mom was sick. She she had cancer. And my I wow. woke up to four miss five missed calls from my dad. My dad's not from America, but he like got into American sports through like LA. Where's sports your dad Cape. from? My dad's from Cape Town. Oh, snap. South Africa. Okay. My dad was on a list. He was on a list, a government list during the bad days. Why was he an apartheid regime guy or, or was he on the other side of that? <laughs> They put him on, he was on an enemies list. Okay, got you. Regime and got they, you. They saw it. And so th- what they did was, because he was a Jew, we're Jews, but he's they, he was a white guy. And so they tried to conscript him into the military because they saw him as a potential political threat because he did some shit with like some humanitarian relief shit in Swaziland. You guys always rabble rousing, man. Yeah, y'all got to chill with the rabble rousing, Adam. We don't. The, <laughs> we need, the Jews need to shut our mouths a little bit. Uh, no, but but yeah, they try to send him to Angola to the wow. to the Civil War. So my Holy so he moved shit. to L.A. in L.A. in eighty two, and then I was born in eighty seven. So he like my dad didn't know anything about sports. He, but he learned like American sports to have something to share with his son or his kids, you know? And so my dad was at the Gibson game in 88, the world series. My dad like was there for Showtime Lakers. Yeah. Like that was his education. That's all that, that is an incredible time and place to become an American sports fan because that Lakers team was so magical, so many charismatic figures. The brand of basketball was so compelling. Well, basketball was kind of not a big deal until then, kind of, like the Showtime Lakers. And I was For like, sure. watching the show. I was watching the show last time. I know we're good. I don't know if we can just... No, keep going. Keep okay. going. This is what we do um, on podcasts. Yeah, I was. I think I was telling you this the first time we talked, but I was watching the show, and then you you obviously know the story about like Magic as a rookie, and then he plays all five positions, and you know MVP, and and then so I was like, I gotta see. I I was like, I knew the story forever, but I was like, I gotta see what this looked like. So I like pulled up the game on YouTube, and I was like, the NBA is so much better now. <laughs> <laughs> they are so much better. They're incredible. I mean, I think maybe Magic and Michael Cooper. Could have played. Sure. <laughs> I mean, and obviously Kareem, who wasn't in that and particular Kareem, game because yeah, yeah. Kareem wasn't went, no, but he wasn't in game six. But yeah. like, you know, I like obviously wasn't raised in that era. So like I was like watching basketball in the 90s. And so I was a Laker fan, but I was like a fan of like some very doo-doo ass teams. Like yeah. the Cedric Sabalos, Elvin. Of course, Corey, Corey Blunt. Corey Blunt. Yeah. <laughs> Nick the Quick Man Axel. Yes. Legends. The last couple of years of Vladi. And then, yeah. And so then 
I remember when the Shaq trade happened and then, but Kobe was always my guy because, you know, I feel like I was kind of a kid and he was kind of a kid. And then we just had him forever. And I loved, I loved him. I loved him so much. And that's why like, I think like all Lakers fans are like a little bit full of shit in our embrace of LeBron. Like if we're not being honest with it, because like it was always, it was always like, we had to, it was always like, fuck him. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. our guy. He's yeah. still the goat, you know, like, yeah, he's yeah. still like, you know, like he's still the best in the league. You know, like those last couple of years where Kobe was just like, you know, clearly LeBron had eclipsed him, but we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. And you know what's so funny? You said yeah. you were born in 88, so we're actually the exact same age. And yeah. I grew up. So we have the same NBA, like, we have the same NBA. Reference, yeah, yeah. references, 100%. Like, I grew up in New York. Of course, I was a big Michael fan. I Like, I, you know, the Knicks thing was cool, but I was obsessed with Jordan. Like, I had been, uh, you know, effectively propagandized by Nike, Gatorade, Haynes, the NBA itself, everybody basically being like, this guy's a deity and you should worship at the altar, which I did. I loved Mike. And you know, when Mike retired that first time in 1998, or the second time, excuse me, in 1998, it was all of these guys. It was Kobe, it was Steph, the original Steph, Stephon Marbury, Iverson, you know, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan. Chinese Steph. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. The Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> Maoist Steph. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, CCP Steph. <laughs> and so, and so these are my reference points. And I remember yeah. loving Kobe. He was like somebody that I tried to model my game after because people don't remember this. But when Kobe was young, he was like a ball handling wizard. And in New York, all you cared about was ball handling as a young hooper. And so Kobe was somebody you'd like watch. Like you'd literally tape the game so you could watch Kobe do a crossover over and over again. Right. So I was a Kobe fan, but then the Lakers started killing everybody. And I was just like, you know, the little pump punk rock hip-hop side of me was like, fuck that shit. That shit is whack. So I stopped fucking with Kobe as a guy, as a Laker, whatever. And then, you know, you meet obnoxious Laker fans and, it, and on and on it goes. But I remember when he retired feeling really sad because I had realized, like, as a, as a person in my 30s that, like, I was, I was getting older. You know, like yeah, I was like, damn, Kobe's retiring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so obviously I was deeply affected by his passing and I was no, in Tokyo, and so I missed five calls from my dad. That's what I said originally, 20 minutes ago. And my mom was sick, and I was like, something happened. You're on the other side of the country. Your right. mom just died. You know, right. like, you're a piece yeah, of shit. Horrible. Your whole family's going to hate you. Right, you have right. to buy a $10,000 plane ticket now. You don't have the money. And so then my dad called me, and he's like, Kobe and Gigi died. And, wow. And then I just started crying. And then because there was a tweet that day that was like, this is like Princess Diana for the guys. <laughs> like for the and, oh, yes, it's true. It was. It's, it's it really was. And so true. All my friends were sleeping in the Airbnb and I'm just crying. <laughs> so I, wa- I was like the saddest white man in Tokyo, but I was just walking around the streets like it was like 5 a.m. or something, five, 6 a.m. And I just found a Starbucks. I just sat there. And there were all these like salary men, these like Japanese businessmen, like getting ready for work. And they're very like, they don't show emotions. So and that's I'm, like, not a thing we do in Japan. And no. I'm just like this. Yeah. I'm this obnoxious, like, I'm just this just obnoxious sobbing. white man. Just like, ah, like, oh. crying. <laughs> like I just watched like a Pixar movie or something. 
And then I just pulled up my phone and I watched the 60 point game. Wow. And, and then I cried again <laughs> because I remember that moment. I remember calling my dad and like that, it was just like, with the, I mean, he shot a million times, like, but yeah. he was done. Perfect. Kobe that last game. season was an embarrassment. Like that last season, the farewell tour, he was so past it. And, and, and we just saw he, it was like, he came back one last time. He was inefficient. He was just chucking. He was ISOing. Like it was just, it was like our, our God was back. We thought we'd never see him again. And we thought we, yeah. they, you know, they have, they were doing this like weird, like farewell tour where every stadium was acting like they liked him. Not like they weren't <laughs> incredibly unfair to him. throughout his entire time. <laughs> most notably mr bill simmons most, <laughs> very unfair very unfair. Uh, uh, well, no, i'll but, say this about bill he's been consistent he's ever since i've started <laughs> reading bill which is probably like the year 2000 maybe 2001 I'm, I'm a massive um, fan. to now he's he's always been unfair to the lakers <laughs> this is not i mean anything. like i the way he rides with his guys is just that's how i am with mine like if i was I a celtics that. fan and I would be like exactly like him, you know. I, I I love that, and of course, you know, R.I.P. to Kobe. Shouts to every all of his loved ones. Yeah, all the people mourning. I do remember. Obviously, I live in L.A. now. I was in L.A. when the news came out, and it was de- definitely something you could feel. Like people were in a funk and and absolutely mourning the guy. People loved Kobe, and and that's the only thing that struck me. I was like, man, I really hope Kobe knew how much people cared about this guy. Yeah, um, and also and how just much like he gave in, to people, how much in happiness LA, he gave it's to like people the, in L.A. Yeah, sorry. In L.A., it's like the, the Filipinos, like the Mexicans, like everybody. Yeah. Like he, he just like every different community who's just like... Yeah, shout out to my man Nate Jones. He, he talks about this all the time. He's like, the Lakers are the unifying force of the city. Working class people, Hollywood, you name it. Yeah. The Mexicans, the Filipinos, the Middle Eastern homies in, in Beverly Hills, in the Valley, like, you name it. Everybody <laughs> is unified yeah. by the Lakers. It's incredible. And obviously, Kobe is a big part of that. And not to make an awkward transition, but I do want to talk about <laughs> the team this year. Oh, which my magic. buddy... The magic of the Lakers. Dude, my year. buddy calls this year's Lakers the best sitcom on TV. It's because it you you don't so know funny. what's going to happen from game to game. I text you during the double OT game <laughs> yeah. after we talked. I was like, this is comedy. They should have won that game twice. <laughs> I mean, the the way everything is just falling apart at the end of games. I mean, like re- they got two like close ones recently over the weekend. For sure. But, I mean, maybe the Spurs maybe, last night who are clearly in Wembenyama mode, but a W's a W. AD is back, so that's yeah. a nice revelation. Think, but yeah, it's just don't, don't mess with the Sochan and Wembenyama. You think that's the duo? Sure, why not? Why not? Just get Victor in there and everything else will will fall into place. I like that Sohan is paying tribute and homage to Dennis Rodman. I like that. That is awesome. The Rodman. I like his look. And I like, I didn't realize he had a British accent. I've never heard him speak. He's he's British. He's British. Wow, that's amazing. Polish. His mom was a Polish NBA player. And then he he grew up in England. 
But he was born in the States. He was born like... Hopefully he doesn't lose his accent like Ben Simmons, but that's neither here nor there. That's maybe he lost... He lost he, maybe that's a, some indication. Topic for another day. Um, It'd be so sick if he was just proper Australian. If he just if he just sounded like Luke Longley. But, but Adam, he is proper Australian. He's just decided why that he'd he rather just, talk with an American saying? black scent. I don't why know, because black Americans are cooler than Aussies, apparently. I don't know. Oh, that's, I, I mean, that's obviously they're cooler. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? If he's just, I don't know. Maybe Simmons, maybe that's, maybe that can relate a little bit to his, his struggles. His, yeah, who struggles knows, of identity it, in the it's, it's, it's translating onto the court. I think somebody yeah. with better psychological skills than me could figure that out. But how yeah, often are you speculate. watching the Lakers these days? Oh, let's talk about, <laughs> well, it's clear. Like, I mean, it's clear. It's going to. LeBron's gonna get another chip. I mean, what, what, we, I mean, it's not that confusing. We we can we can see it. Like you know, when LeBron's like, uh, gonna win another championship this year, is that what you're saying? Is, oh, that, guaranteed, is that guaranteed ring? Guaranteed <laughs> ring. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, like it's here's a here's my problem. Here's my here's my Lakers thesis. Right. So I was after Kobe, I was like fully invested in the baby Lakers. Right. Sure. And like to the extent that I will always root for all of them. Like I will always be a Brandon Ingram fan. Like he, he's in my heart forever. Right. And after the bubble, the summer was so short. Right. And the bubble was so long. Right. Yeah. And some teams didn't even go to the bubble. Right. Right. So they got to have like such a long break. And I just feel like the, the organization didn't protect their assets. And we like AD, AD and Braun, they should have rested them the first half of the next season. And they immediately got hurt and it fucked our next season. And like, kind of like still to some extent, we're, fi- we're feeling the effects of that. I, in my opinion, at least. And like, now everyone has this, I love Anthony Davis. I think he's an incredibly talented guy. I, I love watching him. Like, I, I think like, you know, he was instrumental in like that shot against Denver in the bubble. Like he was instrumental in that. He was incredible. He was an MVP level player in the bubble. And this season we've seen, yes, I mean, this yes, season, like he, he took over the fucking league this season. Okay. Like, but we have to, but we have to be honest with ourselves though. The bubble was in 2020. It's been t- before he took off to begin the season or whatever. And before he got hurt, he had not played like that for two years. He had not played like that since the bubble. Like I'm I talking about just, times that he was healthy and all of that stuff. I think right. he realized that like, if the team was completely piss poor and crap, like he would be blamed for it and rightfully so. And so he stepped up to the plate. Yeah. I think that, I think that he's just been feeling the effects of like the organization, not like, like Braun and him both got hurt the next year. Braun's a freak. And like the way he's playing right now, is just like, we will never, I mean, like I'm a Kobe fan, but like the, the, there is no, I, I, no I mean, it's so boring to get into the GOAT debate, but like no one has played basketball that well ever. Yeah. For that long. At, at I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It is 100%. insane. I mean, like the, 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 what was it? 46 point loss the other night. Like just like him sitting on the bench, just like, just being like, Oh, we're getting blown out, but I still had 46. And like, just, it's like, I, we've never seen anything like this. And like, he is like, he's Achilles. He's dropped. He's dipped into the river sticks. Like he's sent by God, like Kobe and, <laughs> Kobe and MJ, 
had to be sociopaths to get that good at basketball. They had to like, they had to have like sports dads and like, you know, like they, they yeah. had, they, they had to make their brains into, into like something different. But Braun is just, Braun is, is, is an angel. Like, it's just like, there's no, I mean, there's no other way around it. Um, I'm sure there's some middle management types in places like Miami and Cleveland who would have different, different opinions. But yeah, his approach is so much different than Mike and Kobe's and, you know, the success that he's had to 38. It's honestly the only other person is, is freaking Kareem, which is ironic that he's going to break this, that he's going to break Kareem's record. But Kareem's the only person that was like MVP type of player, at 38, still one of the best players on a championship type yeah. of team, you know, into his late 30s. And LeBron, you know, following Kareem's footsteps, it's a shame that they don't get along and Kareem kind of has a beef with so many other players. Tip off the new year with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Man, everybody's paying attention to LeBron chasing Kareem's scoring record. I happen to think he's going to break it against OKC on February 7th. My birthday happens to be the day before LeBron's going to break the record for my birthday. There you go. Free money for you guys. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with promo code RINGERNBA. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 21 and over in select states. First real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com backslash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org backslash chat in Connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerMBA. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerMBA right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Sonic. Fuel up for game day and any day, really, at Sonic for a limited time. 
you can get the new $1.99 Sonic Crispy Tender Wraps. And trust me, you don't want to miss out. A crispy chicken tender and bold flavors like hickory barbecue and cheesy Baja. Crisp lettuce and melty cheese that make the perfect bite. So go get yourself some TLC, some tender love and chicken. And buy a $1.99 Sonic Crispy Chicken Tender Wrap today. Tax not included. Limited time only at participated Sonic drive-ins. What's your feeling about Braun breaking the scoring record in a Laker uniform? Does that mean anything to you? Uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, like, I obviously, like, I love him. You know, I love him and like, I love hoop and I love watching him play, you know, but like, he's really just like, you know, he struggled his whole career. Like, like when, when he did the decision and all that stuff, like he had so many missteps and like so many people were on his ass and like, you know, like for, for a Laker fan, like we don't get one franchise players. Like that's a very rare thing in this day and age, unless it's like a superstar, like a right. you know, Steph or like whatever, but like Braun. So like, you know, like his, his identity is kind of spread, I think a little bit, you know, and like, but so it's it hard is, for you to tap it's into. Tight. It's really tight. It's obviously really tight. We're going to yeah. be excited about it. Like it's really tight, but like, we're all fake. We're all a little bit full of shit. Yeah. And, <laughs> I and, think and we're all a little bit full of shit. Yeah. It's, it's hard to expect the Laker fans to embrace the breaking of this record when a lion's share, like a lion's share of these points were scored for two other teams, right? And so, like, I understand the apprehension about giving this a full bear hug, but I think, like, a lot of things with LeBron, it's hard to understand what's happening in the moment, you know? Like, it's it's unbelievable, a, a lot of the stuff associated with LeBron. Like, I think about... The Detroit Pistons, the 29 out of the last 30 points that he scored in that playoff game, and they weren't supposed to beat Detroit, weren't supposed to go to the finals. But I remember where I was when I was watching it, and I I felt like I was having an outer body experience. I was like, is this really happening? Are they really going to beat the Detroit freaking Pistons? The people who have dominated the Eastern Conference for the last four or five years? And this dude's going to go to the finals (laughs) at like 21? Like, what? Yeah. And so, like, so much of that stuff is hard to, like, in, in the moment, it was just so hard to even grasp or get your arms around. And I think the scoring title is the same. It's just like, yeah. well, people you, don't understand what this guy's yeah. doing. For you, the way that you say that you've, like, liked guys, right? You yeah. Like, you're from New York, but you're not, like, a you're not a Knicks no, guy. No, I've never right? been a Knicks guy. The only teams I root for are the Mets and the Jets. Right. That's so funny. Yeah, it's it's awful. <laughs> And then, which, by the way, after we no, after we wrap this, we'll get into after we move yeah, on yeah. from the Lakers, we'll get into that really quickly. Okay, but like my girlfriend has a little cousin who lives in the city. He's like the coolest little kid ever, and he like knows everything about ball. Like, he's, okay, that's he's awesome. Sick. Yeah, yeah, and like we like we chill with him. Like we see him at holidays and stuff. And like all the kids these days, just like guys. Like he's yeah. a Giannis fan. He doesn't gotcha. have like a team though. And it's just like, that's kind of, that's kind of makes more sense. Like if you're a Braun guy, when he comes into the league, that the breaking of the scoring record is like, you're going to cry. Like it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. 100%. And the thing is too, like, I think it makes sense to like teams when your team is competently ran. 
<laughs> to like like to be a Kings fan is just like Jesus. Like I, I, I'm happy that you are, but like that is hard, you know, to like Jesus never Christ. absolutely never be rewarded for your loyalty, like ever, ever. Yeah. You know, like that's tough, and so like I understand that, and but that, I wanted to get into. What is the, I mean, the 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 Doug Christie, Vladdy, Mike Bibby, like that. That's Bro, they your, still that's still a, eating that's off of that success. That they're was still a, eating off of that success, though. Like people are still for right, attachment that's, that's to that all team you have. because of that. Yeah, that team. That team was so good. Yeah, even you as a Laker fan had to respect Bobby Jackson. Of course, of course. Uh, Vlade, Scott Pollard, Scott um, Pollard, Hedo, Peja. It was ridiculous. Chris Webber. <laughs> you know, Chris Webber is in the Hall of Fame based off of the four years or whatever run that he had with Sacramento right. alone. Like just Correct. off of that. White yeah, chocolate, and, and Mike Bibby, it's just incredible. They should have stuff. They also they should have beat the Lakers. <laughs> like, yeah, that was not for a little bit of David Stern six 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 Illuminati stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> Two thousand two was 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 unfortunate, but you 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 know you asked me about my fandom and the only two teams that I root for. The third team that I root for is Manchester City. <laughs> Come on, man, uh, and, and tell me why this is a bad thing. Explain it to me, please. Adam. When did you choose? When did you choose? You went on this Twitter. Would've... You asked people on Twitter. Yes, that's exactly what happened. I went on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, "All right, listen, guys, I'm I'm really getting into the European world football stuff. I want to pick a team. My the only other two teams that I root for actively, and now I'm kind of an LSU fan too. My football? niece goes there. Yeah, football. I don't care about the hoop team. Just not the Ben Sim- Not the not the Ben Simmons. No, just LSU football is like yeah. the coolest brand in college football. But that's another sick. topic. But I was just like, look, you know, my teams are my teams, and their, their history are their history. And everybody on Twitter was just like, yo. You deserve happiness. Have a good time. <laughs> you deserve some level of sports joy. Dude, root honestly, for the winners. Root for Man City. And I got to say, it's the best decision that I've ever fucking made. <laughs> Pep, Pep is Pep is so cool. He is coolest, so fucking cool. <laughs> greatest mind in, in, in soccer. Also, I'm an Arsenal supporter. So our, our oh, manager wow. was his protege. So like, okay. So like uh, the way we set up the way, like he thinks about the game is, is basically just kind of uh, similar to Pep. Yeah. He's coaching tree. Yeah. Pep coaching tree. So, and like, but I kind of maybe have to thank you. I mean, I'm it's, I know like we're going to fuck it up. Like they hurt, they hurt me. <laughs> they hurt me so much. Like I, I became an know, Arsenal man. supporter the season after they went invincible. So they didn't lose a, a game in, in 0304, they didn't lose wow. a single match. They didn't lose a single match that season in they the didn't lose Premier a League. Match. It was the most magical What about Champions League? Did they lose it all? They lost to Chelsea in the Champions League. It was a, it was fucked. It was <laughs> fucked. Um, no, so so but I think like beyond that, like okay, so I've only suffered. I've only suffered with this team. And at this point, like if you're getting into soccer, like you kind of get aesthetically, if you like basketball. Like they, yeah. they're just, they ball like, like at this point, if I'm watching sports, like it's like, I just want to see like beautiful shit happen, you know, hundred percent. And like, and so like from my NBA fandom, that's like, that's how I got into soccer because it's like, 
you know, it's back and forth. And then you like go into your opponent's territory and like, there's like a similar kind of whatever, but maybe potentially, cause this season we basically I'll, I'll describe Arsenal to you, right? We it's like the baby Lakers, right? Never got traded. Right. It's like the baby Lakers were all right, together. Got you. And and they are years ahead of the curve of like even having a sniff at being good. And they're doing it now. And they're yeah. fucking good. Busaka, he is he incredible. Is, he is my entire heart. He's like, <laughs> I just I only want him to be happy. Like he is such a good kid, you know? And like the, the, they are so young. They're the youngest team in the league. They've been the youngest team in the league by by some measure for like seasons now. And it's like, it's as if like Brandon Ingram is like Lonzo leading the Lakers, to the best record in the league. D'Lo, Kuz, all of them were just leading the Lakers to the best record. And that's, that's, that's an awesome comparison there. Of course, you suffer through it. So you feel like you earn it, right? That's like, that's the kind of magic there. So, but I think that you just brought your stinkiness from the Jets <laughs> to like, to I think that you may be you're maybe doing this. I think you might be the force. I think you might be so cursed <laughs> you, by being a messy Jetsy fan. I think you might be so cursed that this is actually why the season has become so magical. So, like so that's do. <laughs> so that's the thing. Obviously, City heavily favored to win the Premier League this year. I mean, Holland, every year Holland, is, Holland incredible. We've never seen this. We've incredible. never seen this. Incredible. He's he's breaking records left and right, Erling Holland. It's funny, when I first started rooting for the team, Aguero was still the, the, the striker, right? And I was like, wow, this guy is fucking incredible, right? And I was unreal. like, wow, they make strikers better than this? This is crazy. This guy is insane, right? Yeah. And then Holland comes in this year and he's breaking literally every single goal scoring record the club has ever had. He's just, yeah. an, and he's not just breaking, he's annihilating them. You know, it's like almost like Babe Ruth in the 1920s with baseball home run records with this dude is doing to the club's records and it's incredible and it's like you know it's it'll be sad if they finish second or third in the premier league but it's just like whatever they'll be in the champions league next year it'll be fine yeah and and they'll spend they'll spend their their blood money they will spend oh Oh, here we go (laughs) no i mean like listen if i had to choose a manchester team i'd definitely support city Uh, they're cool (laughs) like oasis like city like you know they're like the shit team but like when i chose arsenal it was manchester united arsenal with the two best teams and like i chose them because of a striker because of thierry Henry, who's my favorite player and like, that. but Arsenal just had cooler guys. Like it was like, it was very like Lakers Celtics in the eighties. They were like, they were like kind of workmen, like white boys on one team. And then there were like cool French guys on the other team. So I was just like, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to, and I'm going to choose the guys that get nicer that like, it looked where it looks cooler and stuff. And Love that. so, yeah. So that's why that's kind of like, that's another like basketball analogy for like how I got into the game, but like city are like, they've never really set up this way before because like Pep had this thing where strikers weren't important. Like he yeah, had this way allegedly. where he set up, he set up like multiple lineups and he would cook people without a striker where he'd have like six eights on the floor or on the, on the, on the field. And then, and he'd be like, no, it's just about positional football. It's just like, it's like, he's like, the, the cool thing is, is like, it's very 
It's very modern. It's kind of like when the Warriors dropped, right? Like I'm like a, I'm like a closeted warrior, Warriors appreciator. Got you. And it's about positional spacing, running into space. Like I understand the basketball and soccer comparison because again, it is about finding the space and filling it right. Just like it is in, in any game. And you know, certain players command a certain level of defensive attention, AKA gravity and finding ways to exploit that. Like it's all very similar. And then they got Erling Holland. It was like, no, let's just get this guy, the ball in the box. Let's just get (laughs) this monster. Let's just get like the best guys in the world. Let's get Kevin De Bruyne. Let's get all the best guys in the world to just chuck it to him. Yep. And then it's just like give shit, like feed check. Like basically that's what they're doing, Bro. you know? And he's getting they're- better at using his head. He's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And you know, the funny thing, I was having a conversation with my buddy Nando, who is my resident soccer expert. And I was like, man, you know, you know, Holland is better than Mbappe. And he was like, Waz, just please just calm down, sir. We get it. You love your team. You're having a great time. He's breaking all these records, but no, he doesn't do shit on the ball. Okay, and like Bob he's just a finisher. No, he touches uh, Holland touches the ball like eleven times Never. a game, but he <laughs> just puts it in every time. Yeah, like, right, right. Yeah, like, but but Mbappe, Mbappe does both. He finishes. He initiates. <laughs> he sets people up. He's he's really really incredible. More yeah. than a one trick pony. I will concede that point to him. But before we get you out of here, Adam, I want to yeah. talk to you about man. Like you are, dare I say it, a successful. Working comedian, I guess so. Yeah, okay. I was not for <laughs> forever. I, th- and that's what yeah. I want to talk to you about. It's like, yeah. how does it feel like when you think about your younger self, and uh-huh. now you're like, you literally pay your bills and then some yeah. via a career making jokes. What is that like? What is that like for you these days? Well, really, it, it's because of podcasting. Really, I mean, like that's the crazy thing is like comedy really changed. When I started, you had to like get a late night television spot and then you get a Comedy Central Presents and then you get an hour. And like that was kind of like the best the order of operations. And then, right. then we started this stupid podcast for like men with traumatic brain injuries with, with, with non-sports related CTE, with, with gaming related CTE. <laughs> with guys that guys that have uh, injured their brains through Call of Duty. <laughs> Uh, we started, yeah. So we started this podcast six years ago. We did it for a long time. And then we kind of transitioned recently to this. We kind of got sick of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of transitioning the model to being like, uh, once a week, it's going to be a podcast. And then, uh, now we're producing, we're trying to produce our, a late night talk show on our own and fund it ourselves. And we've spent all of our, like, we've spent like a lot of money on it. A lot of we spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars recreating collectively the Dick the Dick Cavett Dick Cavett show. Wow. Yeah, but we were like literally copied the Dick Cavett show set, and like the idea is like we don't want to really like we don't want to make. Um, eventually, we don't want to make an ironic talk show like you know Eric Andre or something like that. We want to make we want to ironic. Shouts to Eric Andre, big Haitian fellow Haitian. Shouts the to man. him. The best, one of the best. No, we want to ironically make a talk show. So we want like the we, we want the the guys from the most moronic podcast of all time to accidentally make a professional talk show. That's 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 the goal right now. So um yeah, I mean like 
So this month we've been kind of building out the control room. So now we have a live switcher. So we have wow. people switching between the three cameras. So we have like our guys are on headsets and they're like, go to camera three. Like it's like we I didn't we none of us knew how to do any of this shit six months ago. And it's been like really f- fun, like learning all this crap. And like, yeah, we shot an episode with Simon Rex yesterday. Big actor dog from Red Rocket and uh scary movie three. Red Rocket, I heard was fire. I still haven't seen it. I want to see that though. Yeah, I might that's, that's, that gonna be coming, that's gonna be coming out on Monday on patreon.com slash PAFS. So um, and then so now we just signed with a talent booking company. So they're Look like the you. same company that books like Kimmel and stuff. So like they're they're gonna be booking guests and, and we're gonna be coming out with like a weekly, basically late night talk show. And I love so, that. Look at you, big dog. Yeah. And then you got a show in Philly this weekend, or is it multiple shows? When does this drop? This drops Friday morning. Okay, great. So I'm in Philly at Helium tonight, two shows, and tomorrow night, two shows. And I have one tonight, but it's Thursday. And then next weekend, I'm in Pittsburgh. So yeah, I mean, like the schedule recently has been crazy because like we've been figuring out how to make a TV show. And then, so like for four days, we're literally at our studio or and like trying to figure out, like, try, like we're the, we're some of the dumbest guys of all time. We are so <laughs> stupid. And like, it, and like, so we're trying to figure out like, how, how does TV, how do, do, how do TV uh, do it? You know, like we, we don't know, like we don't know what we're doing. And then we, me and Nick have been on the road every weekend doing uh stand up. So it's just like, it's been a fucking marathon these last couple of months, but it's really cool. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm doing the road now. I'm hopefully going to put out an hour by the end of the year. I really, yeah. Like stand up is why I moved to New York. Um, but then I moved here and then like, I remember my parents are like, we don't have any inner, uh, connections in the entertainment industry. So they're like, you know, like you're, you're going to fail. And I was like, <laughs> it's about talent. It, it's about, you have to be the best. Right. And then I moved here. And I was like, oh yeah, there are tons of people that have connections that get ahead. And then also I thought I was like some unique talent. And then they're like literally a thousand guys named adam friedland that look like a thousand jews like literally there's nothing special about me like just like literally just doppelgangers not in new york city there is (laughs) it just like and i'm like i'm gonna move to new york and i'm like you know because i was i started comedy in dc and i was like the glasses the glasses jew nebbish i was like the local guy and i'd like play the clubs when like a the nebbish jewish okay got you and then I moved here. You got to move to New York or LA. And then I just, I got smacked in the face. And I was like, oh my God. I told my parents that I didn't want to go to law school. I'm a fucking idiot. I was like, I thought I was special. And then we started this podcast and it became quite successful, I guess. You've had and the then, last yeah. laugh, brother. I just, but it was like, it wasn't like, it wasn't premeditated. Like we didn't know you can make money from podcast. Like it kind of happened like six years ago. It was like very different. Way like, different like, than it is now, you know. And, yeah. So like, it was just kind of like, we were at the center of like, uh, it was right place, right time. I think it's, it was also very funny. We we're like very funny guys that were on the show with us. The three, the, it was three guys. And now, now it's just, now it's me and Nick and we're doing, uh, we're doing the Adam Freeland show now. So, so yeah, so we're doing, so we've like adjusted the model. We're doing kind of like a video podcast on Wednesdays. And then we're doing the talk show that's going to be coming out on Mondays. And that's kind of the model that we're going to be sticking to. So 
All right, wonderful, man. Keep it locked yeah. with Adam, man. Adam, tell people where they can find you and your work exactly uh, where they can find I'm, it. Uh, yeah, I'm a, you could watch the show. You should pay. You could pay. You could pay money and watch my shit. No, you could, yeah, patreon.com slash T-A-F-S, the Adam Freeland Show. I think patreon.com slash the Adam Freeland Show also works. Also, I do stand-up all over the country and Twitter, Instagram. I'm on, I'm on all that crap. I don't... I've I've now I've been I just recently hired someone to do my post for me because I'm I fucking hate social media. Nah, it's it's understandable. And while we're in the process of trying to get our listeners to part with their cash, the Ringer NBA show is doing a live show. I'm a big in fan. Salt Lake City during All Star Weekend. Please, if wait, you they're can, doing it in Salt Lake this year. Yes, Salt Lake oh. City is 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 where it's at. This is going to be the wackest all-star weekend ever. Oh, come on, man. No, the great city of Salt Lake. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> How can you say that? We will be at the state room on February 18th. Amazing. Doors open at 10 p.m. Go to the state room's website. You can get your tickets right now. Um, and yeah, check us out. If you happen to be in Salt Lake City for all-star weekend, Check us out. It's going to be every single person. Me, Sarah, Logan, Kyle, KOC, you name it. Every single person in Ringer World will be on hand for the show. So get your tickets. We plan on putting on an incredible show for you guys. So make sure you get that. Adam, I want to thank you again for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Can't wait to talk to you again, brother. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC Pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com.